Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host Luigi and this is my co-host Jason. What's up everybody? And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, our friend Thomas. Welcome, Thomas. Glad What's to have up? you, bro. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Um, pun or maybe no pun intended, I'm thrilled to be here. Hey, no, I, I like that. that. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready, boys. I'm ready for this. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I got another pun for you uh, since we're going to review uh, Bullet Train today. Uh, okay. AKA Thomas the Train, guys. Oh, uh, my so God. my buddy Thomas. That's funny, that's funny you said that because that's, that's going to be part of what I talk about with Bullet Train. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're super excited to have you with us today for another great episode. Um, you can expect to get concession stand out of us. We're doing trailers, uh, TV land, and of course, our feature presentation, part two of Thrillers. We're also going to talk pretty heavily about the warner brothers discovery investor call and we're going to do a bullet train review guys so let's get into it we're going to go into concession stand all right before we get into that luigi uh, what what did you do this weekend i know you i know you had some stuff going on all right so last week was my professional development we did a like a week-long set of trainings for going back to work getting ready for the students but really it, i'm gonna be honest man it should be a two-week thing first week is all of the trainings for things you're supposed to do in school all the signups that you have to do getting your health benefits in order getting your getting your keys to the school getting finding out where your room is decorating it getting your second b getting that 403b thomas <laughs> knows we we're talking pre-pod about it now that's what i do the second week, which is what we should have, but we don't, is where you can actually get all your content ready for the class, right? All of the all of the subject matter that you're actually going into with the students. We'd never get that time, and that's what always makes it feel super rushed. And I always feel anxious when the school year starts. I worked six days that we're contracted to work on Saturday for the full day, pretty much. So it wasn't great. But uh, today was my first day of school. I just got my students. With the they, kids, right? Yeah, they were a handful. Uh, definitely have my work cut out for me you this have, year. You have first graders, right? This year I have first graders. Last year I had fifth, but uh, I transferred schools and they had a first grade opening. So I was like, all right, I'll take first grade and then I'll see if I can move move up the next year. So, yeah, I'm doing first grade and they're, they're a bit of a hot mess. The thing with first graders is they still <laughs> think they're kindergartners. So they like want you to do everything for them, and I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. You gotta be a little bit more independent. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? How many students did you get? So I'm gonna see all like I think it's 136 of them or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I have periods. Yeah, I have 32 <laughs> in my class right now. So it's it's not crazy crazy, but it's definitely, I mean. I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was in elementary school, my classes were like tops 24. So it's it's kind of big for elementary. You're, yeah. You don't get the attention you need. Yeah. Now, I feel like, uh, yeah, in the 20s, uh, 30s was, was around growing up as a kid from what I remember, at least. Um, I remember middle and high school, the classes got big. But when I was in elementary, I felt like you, you got attention from your teacher. 
So I don't know, but it's, it's not ideal. I'm, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I, I would really like to have classes that are smaller. Ah, right, man. Well, um, well, you know, it sounds like uh, you have a lot of work cut out for you, but I know you did a thing this weekend. Oh, that's I know right. you did. Hey, thank you. you thank least, you. Uh, yeah, a fun weekend at least. So tell me about that, Brody. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had so much going on. So first off, I got to see a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in five years. Shout out to Brandon Whittington. Uh, he actually doesn't know about this pod, so I'll just let him know. I gave him a shout out on my podcast. <laughs> what? How does he not know? <laughs> shout out busy, Brandon. He he's seems a like busy a busy man. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like man. never okay. home. But besides that, uh, I went to Thomas J. Henry's Comic-Con and Car Show here in San Antonio. Now, you guys, since you're both from El Paso, you've, I'm sure, seen the Thomas J. Henry commercials for like, hey, have you been in a car accident? Well, that guy makes bukus of bucks, and he pretty much put on the best Comic-Con I've seen in San Antonio. They had so many celebrities. It was They had Ewan McGregor. Uh, Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, Diane Guerrero, who comes out in um, uh, she's Doom Patrol, Orange is the New Black, and then she also plays one of the sisters in Encanto. They had, it was just, Dave Bautista was there, Whoa, they had the dude. guy that played Green Arrow, they had a bunch of voice actors, no, it was legit. So Some is he awesome like, stance. Is he trying to maybe like bring this up to San Diego level or is it just like a first time thing or what's going on? It was it was the first time that he did it. I think he just honestly he kind of wanted to show off his money. Either that <laughs> or he really likes stuff that I never thought he would like. Because the car show, like when I say car show, it wasn't like like it was badass cars because I loved it, but it was all famous cars from films. Ooh, like the Batmobile and stuff, like Dude, the nineteen sixties. They had the 1966 Batmobile. Ah, dude. Then they had the uh, the Batmobile from 1989 with oh, sick Michael Keaton. Yeah, and yeah, then they yeah. had the bat uh, the bat motorcycle with the Robin sidecar. They had the Flintstones mobile. They had Lightning McQueen from Cars. They had the Ghostbusters hearse. They dude. had remember Men in Black, the pest control truck, the um, the like. I don't know, cockroach alien guy is sitting in for a long while at some point. And then oh, he like dude, breaks out of it. I, I can't oh, say well. I do. Yeah. They had the truck from stranger things. I mean, they had the Munsters car. They had a bunch of cars from like eighties shows, like the A team Dukes of hazard night rider. They had a bunch of uh, older, it looked like older NASCAR cars. They had the Stark Formula One car. It was crazy. It was it was it was really impressive. It was really really impressive. I gotta say. Dang, right up your alley then. Yeah, yeah. I was I was loving it as a as a movie and show guy. I was just like, this is amazing. Take yeah, then, me uh, back. I think uh, you sent me a picture of Katya getting smoked by Pikachu. Oh, hey, whoa, chill, Doc. She was <laughs> the winner in that one. All right, let's, oh, let's she won that. Right okay. <laughs> Actually, they weren't even competing, but yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> But yeah, there was somebody walking around in a Pikachu. Dude, the cosplayers in this one were also like better than cosplayers that I'd seen in a long time. I think they came from all over the place to to come see some of these uh, actors. And also they had a cosplay competition that sounded pretty legit. So Thomas J. Henry, either he's going to do this again next year and keep making it big because a lot of people did go or he was just trying to show off his money once. But I, I found it to be an amazing experience. 
best comic con i've been to now that being said guys i haven't been to san diego haven't been to new york you know i haven't really been to a whole lot of comic cons but here in san antonio and el paso like obviously it's better than any of those i'd have to check out the houston comic con i hear that one for texas is pretty good uh but that's that's pretty much what i've done this weekend what about you jason what's going on with you uh not much man uh so i on friday well we're recording on monday august 8th uh also it's also jermaine's birthday so i wanted to give a quick shout out to him on his birthday today um but jermaine Jermaine, happy birthday brother love you um yeah, uh, on Friday, I actually hung out with my parents and Jamie. We went out to dinner, and then right after that, we went to go see a movie, Bullet Train, which we'll review later. And then Saturday, man, pretty much chilled. We put up some, drilled some holes in some walls in the house, you know, uh, put up some, you know, just just to decorate the house, and that's that. That's pretty much it, man. I caught up some some shows. I uh, finally we finished finally finished watching The Boys, uh, and. Yeah, just just kept it chill, man. I, I was feeling a little under the weather, so we didn't do too much. So uh, that's oh. pretty much it, man. I didn't I didn't go to no comic con or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Although, dude, I I've, I've never gone to one. I've always wanted to go, but like the main thing that the reason why I want to go is to see all the cosplayers, man. Because I know they dude, go all out. Dude, they're fucking dope. They yeah. do, man. They really do. It's worth it. Uh, that's that's my favorite thing. Like Katya saw some guy in a full on Mandalorian outfit. She's like, oh, like that's she literally I gasped <laughs> and started pointing at him. And she, I was like, because I thought she was gonna say, "Let me give you guys some background here." So we, it's it's partially disappointing. Actually, it's really disappointing. I think she's more into Star Wars than she is Marvel, and that eats away at me on the inside. I mean, good girl, uh, good girl. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't disappoint me at all. Actually, it makes me happier. So. So I started watching, as you guys know, uh, last summer, you pretty much Jason and Jermaine got me to watch uh, the clones, the Clone Wars show, the Rebels show. And then I started watching Mandalorian. But I watched I watched a good amount of those episodes with Katya and she watched all of the Mandalorian episodes with me because she loved Baby Yoda. Like they know what they're doing. Dude, they still make this stuff for kids. And oh, it's for kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like it's still it's still very much made for it's because a lot of this content like the, <laughs> the kids and just Jason. children. <laughs> well, the children and all of us, right? Now exactly. She she became a really big fan. So she would say, You're she would tell me I'm the Mandalorian, and then she's Baby Yoda, right? She'd be like, I'm Baby Yoda, you're the Mandalorian. So when I pointed at That's him, I was like, Who's shit, bro? Yeah, yeah. When I pointed at him, I was like, Katya, who's that? And she's like, that's you. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So she, it sounds like she had a really great time too then. Dude, she loved it. She, <clears throat> she thought Pikachu was hilarious. She thought all of the costumes were awesome. Honestly, some of the posters there, man, also some of the best art that I've seen. I bought like $85 worth of posters. Uh, Gabby was like, are you done? And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet, man. Hey, this is only once a year, so you got to you gotta enjoy yourself exactly yeah, exactly all right thomas what about you what you've been up to this weekend i saw that you were in houston thomas bro uh this past week right i wasn't at h-town baby you know what it is sorry go ahead <laughs> yes dude uh not at comic con at houston but uh i was taking my little brother he's going to u of h so uh oh shit yeah, I had to move his stuff down there. Um, it was cool. It was the last Texas city I hadn't been to. I actually really liked it. It was not like uh, not like all the other cities. It had like a unique flavor to it. So I liked it, man. 
but um right it's really diverse and the this like everywhere you go there is something really interesting there my only downside about houston because i recently went this summer too okay it's dirty as fuck and people drive like a bunch of assholes over there sorry houston houstonians (laughs) it's true y'all drive like a bunch of assholes bro did you uh run into the people's champ paul wall Oh, dude, you know, no. I was looking for Paul Wall. I was um, looking for bro. Slim Thug, Mike Jones, whoever I could find. But I love wait, cats who? Out there. Wait, who? My, Paul Wall. Uh, Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> I was but about I, to ask you that. I was like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh-huh. But now it's cool. Other than that, um, I was just catching up, honestly, on some movies myself. Um, I also went to go watch Bullet Train which we'll get into. Uh, I went with my mom and dad, which was cool because they both wanted to see it too. Oh, uh, nice, dude. Spo- spoiler alert, my dad actually left. <laughs> he did not enjoy it, so yeah. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, <laughs> but we'll get into that. But yeah, I uh, kept it pretty chill. Caught up on some movies, was going over my own lists. We watched a couple, and yeah, I'm ready to, ready to talk about them. Oh man, this is going to be an interesting review. You know, definitely being... interesting conversation back and forth. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, like I was telling, I was telling Luigi, I feel like I have to be the the villain here, the contrarian of the group. We'll get into it, but yeah, man, you know, for every Marvel fan, there's the anti Marvel fan. So, hey, you know, and that's <laughs> and that's why we brought you because I feel like it would be a good conversation. It, it's balanced. It's balanced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But don't get me wrong, I definitely enjoy a lot of the same things you guys like, but I also do not. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, boys, before we actually get into it, I got a question for you because oh. it was recently revealed by the Russo brothers that when they were trying to think of what to do for Endgame in Marvel, right? Uh, Thomas, I, I don't know if you like Endgame. I know you're, you're pretty critical on Marvel, but <laughs> Kevin Feige actually pitched that all the OGs would die in Endgame. Now, they never got to scripting that or anything, but he was willing to literally kill off everybody <laughs> In the original Avengers in Endgame. So what? Thor, Hulk. Thor, uh, Hulk, Black Widow, Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye. Bro, kill them all. He should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have watched it instantly. But They would have had to made it like a Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One where they like sacrifice himself to, for the better cause of the universe, right? Yeah, that's, I think that's, that would have had I think that's how it, it would have worked. And I would have yeah, cried man. my eyes out. And the, and the thing, thing is, they would have had to well, set probably up not. A, they would have had to set up a new set of Avengers right then and there. So that would have right. been really difficult because everyone in the audience would have been like, you're just going to leave us like that? that uh, that's a little too much. And that's actually what the Russo brothers said. They're like, that's a little too much shell shock for the audience. I think they will not take that super well. <laughs> so he backed off it, but he was the, he was the one willing to do it. I find that super interesting. Uh, with all the multiverses and pre-movies and after-movies, they could have done it. They could have honestly done it. Yeah, because killed you... everybody, and then just in the next movie, like, oh, you know what? Um, Doctor Strange here is going to conjure us back. None of that happened. Boom, there you go. Oh, yeah. But that would cheapen it so much. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, they bring back characters, but there's certain deaths that you're like, if you bring them back, that makes the end. Like, for example, there's all these rumors, right, that Killmonger could have been in the in wakanda forever now we know that he's not right or at least from what we know right now we know that he's not but imagine he had not actually died how cheap would the ending of black panther have been and that to me that is one of the better 
Marvel films. I mean, it's actually really well made in the story. You're like, oh, I can follow this. The yeah, no. the villain is actually bad. If they don't kill him off and he's somehow back, you're like, oh, that no, yeah. almost completely I'm, I'm, ruins the film. I'm mostly playing when I say that, but it definitely would have been, I mean, doable. But yeah, I understand for the sake of having all the future phases, all the future billions of dollars, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's all about money at the end, right? But I think I mean, it could have been like, a good story if they did, though. Yeah, but like I think Thomas it could have said, been a real good story. You could have still you you could have still had Doctor Strange. You still have Spider Man, but you because they were talking about just the OGs, and their yeah, contracts are expiring, OGs. right? So might as well instead of having them just disappear, kill them off. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's me. other there's obviously other universes anyway. where we have different uh, you know superheroes. Like there's a different version of of every character. You know, so maybe just bring in a di- different actor, and that'd be a good way to bring in new people like hey this is a new iron man or hey this is a new black widow well and i'm if, pretty sh- pretty sure uh, that's what they're going to do in the secret <laughs> wars phase because in i mean they they literally combine some of the universes and so you get characters from different universes in one mostly because they wanted to bring in miles morales into like the regular marvel universe because he was right. part of another one but there were other characters that wa- they wanted to bring in too and that was just it made it so much easier yeah, no, and I also, man, I wouldn't be upset if they killed off the Hulk because what they've done to this character is just, <laughs> it's just awful, man. I, he's I he's like, a, like a Kroger version of what the, the Hulk should be. You know what I mean? Well, we all know why. Like, I, I'm not. He's too I'm OP. Not saying man, you're it's wrong. for the kids, right? Well, no, it's because Universal owns the film distribution rights. Oh, that's right. And so, so Marvel can't make a Hulk movie. And so they've put him on the back burner because they can't really do anything with him. I think they could make a Such show, a shame. but they didn't want to like lower him to a show level. I think that's changing now, especially when now that we see She-Hulk coming out. I'm like, oh yeah, he's all over that show, and we know why because he can't be in a fucking movie. Damn. Yeah. No, I I didn't even think of that, but still, it's it's just a shame. Um, before you get into your uh, Xbox, uh, Xbox, <laughs> H- HBO Max, <laughs> HBO Max. I'm sorry, I say Xbox. Uh, I don't know. You want to play Xbox <laughs> with an X? Yeah, and I keep saying. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, so I'm gonna stay in the MCU universe real quick. Eternals two got confirmed with director Chloe Chow, so she's set to return to direct uh, Eternals two. I didn't I hate that movie as much as everyone else did. I'm fine with it, man. I thought Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hate it either. I, I enjoyed it. It was different, you know? Yeah, there were some scenes like it's true that that sex scene, it didn't hit. Like those two did not look <laughs> like they were into it at all. So I was like, I mean, try to pretend like you like each other. You're supposed to have Correct. been in love for a thousand years, bitches like try. I just I, I wasn't believing it, but I like Hey, but you know, long. when you've been with each other for a thousand years, you know, sparks don't you know, very <laughs> keep spark alive. Shit gets old sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I'm just kidding. How will that play out? How will that play out in Eternals too? They're just sitting next to each other at that point. Yeah, you no, know, literally no spark left. <laughs> Have yeah. you 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 haven't seen Eternals too, huh, Thomas? Uh, Eternals, I, the first Eternals one or Eternals? One. I'm sorry. No, I haven't. Um, I want to get to it honestly, just because I that director she has some some pretty good stuff and then i know visually it looks it looks pretty interesting i know it's like a i guess you could say off the path marvel movie so that kind of like caught my attention I'll, I'll get to it i just haven't seen it yet so yeah, in that movie um one of the characters like one of that lo- that couple actually flies into the sun and kills himself 
So we won't, we'll never get to see, we're never going to get to see exactly what they would have been. But I definitely would have loved to have seen like how they make up. Like, hey, so I know that I fucked up. Uh, but you, yeah. you, you still down? <laughs> <laughs> or you want to just fly into the sun? Which one? What do you Actually, think? I totally forgot I about that. <laughs> yeah, he flies straight into the sun and kills himself. Of course he does because his name is Icarus. You're like, okay, well, it's a yeah. little on the nose there, but moving on. But yeah, moving on. That was uh, some news for you. And then also to keep uh, us in the MCU um, world, uh, they're thinking about there's a rumor going around that an Iron Man game is set to come out that uh, EA is going to be making the game. That's a rumor, though. Ooh, so ooh. I that hope they would make, be that'd be cool. I hope they make it like a like kind of like the last Jedi where you kind of or like a Assassin's Creed where you like have to level up and you get different gears, right? So like you, then you learn how to fly after a while. Like that would be Iron so easy with <clears throat> Iron Man. Yeah, you could just make yeah. a Mark One, Mark Two, II, Mark Three, all the way up to whatever marks because that's exactly. every suit, and you just mod them. That would that's actually a really easy way to do a game like in terms of like translating into a game yeah dude and and if you're gonna make this game bro i'm sure you can pay a lot of money to to rd rdj and he'll voice the character that'd be awesome that's the only way to do it yeah that, i think it'd be awesome what yeah, if... be, that guy will be asking for like another 200 million dollars just to make a video give him game. the money bro give him the <laughs> give money, him bro. the money <laughs> all right and since we're staying in marvel i got one more piece of marvel news I was going to save it for trailers, but so Moon Knight season two is seemingly confirmed by executive producer and Oscar Isaac in a TikTok video of the executive producer Uh, on Twitter. He mentioned there are no talks with Marvel yet, though. But in the video, they ask, they literally ask a fan. Yeah. When are we getting Moon Knight season two? And then the executive producer is about to say something, and then it turns to Oscar Isaac. He's like, "Why do you think we're in Cairo?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "It sounds like it sounds like either he's trolling or he's down to do it." I'm not really sure what's going on there, but keep an eye out for some Moon Knight news, guys. I feel like sooner rather than later, they're going to tell us a little more about our our favorite uh, dissociative identity disordered hero. Oh, I would love to see that, man. Again, that was one of my favorite series for the Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus shows. I'm fucking up today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's still pic- being under the weather, you know. I just pictured Oscar Isaac doing like the, oh, you know, like, watching hey. Disney with the wand. Yeah, and- yeah. Yes. This is, yeah. That's this exactly is Oscar right. Isaac, and you're watching Disney Channel, and then there's a little. Uh, the little Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, he <laughs> just stabs somebody. Moon Knight right afterwards. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh, uh, did, did you watch Moon Knight, Thomas? Were you were you a fan or? Uh, did I you... did not watch it, man. You know me. That's if it's a little bit out of like the deep hardcore realm, I'm not watching it. But you know what? I, I think that's one that I think you will you would enjoy because he's fighting fighting himself as like he has different uh, personalities. So I think you would kind of like kind of like almost a schizophrenia type of thing okay no I've, so, I've i've seen good things about it and honestly like i would like to get to it um it seems good you know oscar isaac makes nothing but good stuff so. i was about to say honestly it's yeah. pretty good character study oscar isaac does a phenomenal job like he makes the show obviously there's going to be very like cliche superhero things in there 
but overall, man, he makes the show. And if you've heard our episodes on Moon Knight, I've critiqued those things uh, pretty pretty heavily in our talks on, on Moon Knight, but I still like that show. No, I'll, I'll check it out. If you guys recommend it, which it sounds like you do, I'll, I'll get to that for sure. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt because we like everything superhero, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No way. I'm going to go into a big subject that we have for today. Let's do uh, it. Definitely want to hear what you guys think about all this news coming out from the HBO Max, Warner Brothers Discovery, Investor Call about Discovery Plus, and the merger of the two streaming services now that it's one company. So right out of the gate, Batgirl and Scoob, uh, the sequel, Holiday Hunt, both films will not be released in theaters, nor will they, they be on HBO Max Due to monetary reasons, uh, Batgirl shot up to $90 million. And instead of releasing it on HBO Max and just getting more eyeballs onto the storyline, they decided the story was too small. The the amount of money they put into it was too small for it to go into theaters. Because then they were going to have to double the budget for marketing and distribution. And so they decided to just take a tax write-off on it. So they could save some money. Same thing with Scoob 2. Uh, that one is for different reasons, which I'm going to get to. Which, Jason, this one's going to directly affect you. Oh, man. Warner <laughs> Brothers Discovery does not believe in the animated and kids content. content. What? So they directly criticized it. And it's most likely going to be dramatically cut along with HBO Max Originals. Uh, they might see the same trajectory and we're most likely going to see most scripted linear shows, which is a lot of the shows that we talk about, under a heavy microscope. Now, this goes from anything small to what, what's that show called? Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco, all the way up to their tentpole show that's coming out, which is House of the Dragon. Because they, as, as you're going to notice through all of this, their main thing is how do we save money? How do we cut costs? How are we going to make this as efficient as possible so that we can make the most money? Now, this isn't going to do super well with Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers has been known to like be very open with creatives and let, let them do a lot of their passion projects. So David Zaslav, the Discovery CEO, who is now Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, does not seem like he's as keen on that, but he did say he wants to keep relationships with creatives. Uh, he, found, he said he found that very important, especially after everybody was pissed off that they went straight to streaming in 2020 since nobody was going to the movie theaters with films like Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Doom. Tenet. 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 Well, Tenet, Tenet got pushed back. Oh, yeah. No, Tenet, Tenet, they refused to let that one. It, it got released in theaters first for at least two weeks, no? Uh, yeah. it, did, it did, and it actually did pretty well for for the way it did in the pandemic, but it still lost money because of the budget. Um, yeah. I know yeah, you weren't so that, a fan of it, Luigi, but I, it, it was very successful for what it was when it first came out. Yeah, for me, it's probably the least of Christopher Nolan's films. I, I mean, but, you're wrong. We're all wrong sometimes, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fine, Luigi. <laughs> oh, so, so you're telling me Tenet... <clears throat> all right, we're going to have a side note, guys. Sorry, okay, listeners. <laughs> you guys are telling me Tenet is better than Inception? No, no, no. No, no, no. no that's are, you telling me, are you telling me Tenet is better than Memento? Is Memento. it better than Memento? 
you can't. No, I can't because that's one of my top five films of all time. So I can't. And I know I can't. you guys might disagree, but I think, I think Dark Knight, I think The Prestige are both better. That's already four films right off the top of my head from Christopher Nolan that are better than Tenet. Mm. And Oppenheimer, I bet, is going to be better than Tenet was. Oh, I'm it's excited a- for Oppenheimer. Ooh, yeah. Yes, that's going to be crazy. <clears throat> I'm telling the, you guys, I'm the cast guys. alone is like five pages long. Yeah, yeah, that cast looks ridiculous. I'm like, bro, how how many famous people are you gonna have in this film? But back but to I... Tenet, man, that's <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It's a subjective thing, like as far as ranking Nolan films, but Tenet was amazing. That's I I feel like you can't really compare all his movies. They're kind of obviously they all have some similar themes like time and stuff, but yeah. come on, Interstellar, I'm with Interstellar on was better. Tenet blew my mind. Like, yeah, Tenet blew my mind, bro. Yeah. Uh, I, I would put I, I would probably put Tenet as my third favorite film from him. Maybe what in the yeah. fuck yeah. what? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I I, I you're tell so just so, just to think of that storyline alone is an accomplishment in itself. Like dude, I've I've watched that movie five times already and Every time I like caught, I caught things and I understood it more, and, and that's the thing with Nolan films, right? Uh, Inception, I had to watch it three times where I was like, "Oh shoot, okay, oh, this yeah. is what's going on." But Inception, at least you see like where the brilliance is coming from right off the bat. You're like, "Oh my god, this is an amazing original idea." Tenet feels like a little bit of a ripoff of that style. But dude, you know things what, being, know, I'm not gonna, the fights, I'm not gonna... the, the inverted fight scene in the beginning <laughs> and then at the end. How they show the fight scene of how it's going in real time, and then they show the fight scene inverted. That shit was crazy. Exactly. It's, that shit was, just blew my mind, bro. As yeah, a, that was nuts. In terms of visuals, I can see why the visuals are amazing. The visuals are very interesting to watch, especially because it, t- it probably took a lot of time to have one character going forward in the, in the shot, whereas everything else is going backward in the shot. There's some shots I don't know how they did it, and it's pretty amazing to see, but I just, I wasn't bought into the story, man. I really wasn't. And what bothers me about it the most is that it feels like a waste of a John David Washington film because he did a good job. I just wasn't bought into the plot. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Nolan films right now. Dun- I used to think Dunkirk was my least favorite film of his until oh, Tenet came out. Until Tenet came out, it's okay. I was like, no, it's below. No, I, you're telling me you're putting Dunkirk in front of these movies? No, again, Are you I'm kidding not, me. I can't, I can't rank them off top, but Dunkirk. Oh man, another another movie where it's like I've never seen something in a movie like this, or how did they do that? Or I don't know. I guess that's every Nolan film. But continue on. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> I, right off, if I'm looking at the films right off the bat, I'm like, okay. Number one for me is Inception, for sure. Number two is The Prestige. Number three would be Dark Knight. Number four, Memento. Number five, Batman Begins. Number six, Interstellar. And then I guess, I guess Tenet, because I can't really think of any of his other films. <laughs> but if I could, I would put them in front of it, in front of Tenet as well. Oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're I, like, I, what I, the I fuck? I do get your critique, though, of, like, feeling kind of similar to some of his other movies as far as, like, the time concept and even the story itself. But I think I kind of enjoy That's why, like, I enjoyed it. I was like, when I saw Inception, which is my number one, too, I was like, man, I hope he does something similar to this or, or he, like, revisits this theme. And to me, it was just, like, a 20, 20, 10 years later version of that updated with 
you know visual better cameras, cameras yeah yeah so that's i don't know that's just my own personal it, it kind of like watching inception and tenet back to back it's just that's like element that's knowing in his element to me so i really enjoyed it uh, that's fair look listen i i understand that there's a good amount of people that liked it insomnia that's another one god it's another one i would put in front of insomnia was an amazing masterpiece of a film better than tenet it was just so convoluted to me like in inception you can follow the story fairly clearly or at the very least if it were one of those films where it's a little too convoluted like i had to watch memento more than once i was like oh wait this was confusing but i see that there's like a really interesting story here cut into pieces I just, I didn't get that feeling with, you know what? It doesn't matter. We got to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jason said, it's okay to sometimes be wrong. Yeah. And you guys are wrong and that's okay. (laughs) We're going to just have to move forward. All right. Keep going on with this uh, Xbox stuff. Just kidding. (laughs) So, so we just talked about how holiday haunt and Batgirl are canceled. They're going to cut back heavily on animated. I'm sorry, Jason. We may not see a whole lot of DC animated stuff anymore. Don't know how much they're going to cut. I know they make the best animated uh, superhero films. Like they are gory. They go to those original stories that you would never see in a live action film because then it would pretty much kill off all the characters. It would be too much for kids. Kids wouldn't go see it. So you get to see it in animated version. Now, I I don't really know. Uh, What does this mean for Peacemaker? Because I know they were going to make a season two of of that. So James Gunn had to tweet that Peacemaker will still be making peace, as he said in his tweet. Uh, so that one's safe. Uh, okay. I think it still fits the mold of what they want to do with DC, which I'm going to get into. Okay. They okay. have they came out with a 10 year plan for DC. They I don't know if they announced exactly what that looks like for 10 years, but they have one. Uh, it was to stop sucking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's part of stop the 10 year plan. Super terrible at making superhero films yeah yeah i would agree uh i think christopher nolan shocker no i'm just kidding is gonna <laughs> imagine he was heading it oh, yeah they should amazing. throw the bag at him and like a several different directors and just i would go that route they they gotta do something and i think if they like gave a little more creative independence that'd be cool but that's well that's the opinion. thing right when they when christopher nolan was making the dark knight films they kind of let him do exactly what he wanted. They did. And those films came out to be amazing. <clears throat> Same with uh, the director of The Joker. That's, that's an amazing comic book film. Mm-hmm. But every time execs got too involved, like with Justice League, it turned into trash. Although I will say Zack Snyder, he needs to focus a little more when he makes a movie. Like, focus, focus, all right? <laughs> Just stay on track, Zack. Uh, but... Anyway, we're going to move forward. They have a 10-year plan, supposedly, uh, but a lot of stuff got scrapped, obviously starting with Batgirl. Uh, Can I say something about Batgirl real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Just like an interesting little nugget. I did hear on like another movie pod. I know that's sacrilegious to say, but... uh, (laughs) No, no, no. We we love pods here. You guys guys definitely need to check the big picture. I sent it to Jason yesterday. Uh, It's my favorite movie pod. They really get into like a lot of the same stuff. But anyways... After um, after our pod. Oh, of course. Listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. (laughs) But uh, they were talking about Batgirl and uh, they had mentioned that they screened it for people, obviously. And that was part of the reason that like it was apparently so bad like so so bad and again being 90 million dollar movie that 
that played like a big factor into it that apparently people just like hated it. Like it was like some Catwoman back in the day type of stuff. So I, oh god, they they were saying that kind of like played a role. Halle Berry too, Catwoman, which is crazy because yeah, Halle Berry, Berry Catwoman. Because I, I know Batgirl uh, had a pretty like stacked cast too. They had a lot. I mean, Michael movie, Keaton, I think, was in it Michael too, right? Keaton, Michael yeah. Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brandon Fraser. Like, so, it, was, it was stacked. To me, that's just crazy. It's like how, like again, they pretty how'd much how'd you fumble like, the bag so had bad? How'd you fumble it so bad? Ninety million dollars, just like you said, a tax write-off. That's just crazy to me. But so, hey, man, so you're right. Happens. You're right about something because I, I was reading deep into that because I was I had a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, he's from El Paso. He went to school with us. Uh, Alex Pastrana. He's got a pod, the Pizza Time Pizza podcast. Time. Pizza Time. Yeah, yeah. Really good podcast, guys. And uh, we were talking about it. and He said the same thing. I checked the post. I checked the New York Post uh, comment. And then I checked a few others from Hollywood Reporter and Deadline. And so what it sounded like is the reviews were so mixed that it seemed like it was going to get similar, a similar hit to some of their other films. Like it was going to be in the 50s as a Rotten Tomatoes aggregate score. And if you guys have noticed, if you dip under, if you dip under a certain amount as a superhero movie, everyone takes a huge shit on it. And I think that's where it was going to go because there were a lot of reviews that loved it too. But it's just, if it's too across the board, then that tells you that you're not going to have like a consistent audience score and it's going to take a huge dip on its second and third weekend and you're probably not going to make the kind of money you want. And the fact that they they didn't believe that it could make enough money because it was too small budget. Right. Right. That it it were too many signs were pointing, were pointing them to the idea that maybe the Batgirl film wasn't as good as they wanted it to be for theaters even though it was never meant for theaters it was supposed to be a max film which is another reason Zaslav didn't like the idea because he wants dc to be bigger than straight to hbo max stuff do you uh do you guys think it'll ever see the light of day somehow some way i think there's a possibility the character could if they like make amends with uh leslie grace right leslie grace yeah leslie grace because that's one of those like career killing moves. They could have literally, they, they may have just killed her career without ever yeah, letting her career start. Yeah. yeah. So they may have just killed her career because if you hear a movie, like even if it's just blowing in the wind that the movie might have been so bad or that it's just mixed reviews to the point where you're not really sure how audiences are going to react, that could really hurt the protagonist of that film. Uh, luckily, J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton are probably very much insulated from this. And Brendan Fraser has, I mean, he's moved on to do different kinds of things. So he's kind of been under the radar, but still making films uh, for quite a while. Fraser, real quick, sorry, another sidebar. I heard yesterday he's making some movie where apparently he's playing like a 500 pound guy and like has to get removed from his house. Have you Dude, heard about that? I saw that trailer. Yes. Oh, the trailer is out. <laughs> Yeah, what? or or yeah, I see how it looks. I forgot what the movie was called, but uh, it sounds I saw wild, that. dude. It looks wild. I'm uh, in already. Look, I'm already Brandon in. Fraser, five hundred pounds. Let's go. Yeah, where he's a father, and it's 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 about like a father and a daughter type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks very interesting. Um, maybe you, uh, what's eating Gilbert great vibes? Something like that. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into it while uh, Luigi's still throwing us some HBO Max context, and I'll I'll, I'll bring that back. 
Sorry, don't hate me, guys. No, you're good. Brandon Fraser, and I was like, that sounds good. Don't hate me. Uh, you're probably gonna chew me, eat me alive for this, guys. I have not actually finished watching What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I think I've only seen the first twenty minutes. Uh, Sorry, it's not yeah, like amazing or anything. I would say, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's definitely if you're a Leo fan, it's it's worth watching. And it's his first his first big film, so I, I I'll have to watch it at some point. Okay. Now, more of the news from that executive and investor call. There's a lot to be taken out of this. So, obviously, we know that they didn't believe in the film. They canceled the Wonder Twins film, and it sounds like they canceled the possibility of a Supergirl film that was going to follow the Flash film, which we'll talk about in a bit. Now, the interesting thing about this is Batgirl got canceled the same day that the Joker sequel was announced, which kind of seemed like a fuck you to the entire cast and crew that made Batgirl. I mean, I'm excited for the Joker sequel, although I don't love musicals, but Jason, since we're already on the subjects, what's going on with the Joker film? Oh, yes. So they, I, I remember we recently talked about it prior to, in another episode that they were, thinking about what this film is going to be, but they officially announced that Joker two is in the works. It's and uh lady Gaga is set to play Harley Quinn and it's going to be a musical for sure. It's happening. We got a teaser. Did you guys see the teaser by chance? No. It, it, it's kind of like a, <clears throat> you don't even see anyone's faces. They just show like a, a like a little uh, black, a silhouette with uh, some colors and there's like some music playing in the background, which is very, let's say maybe 60s, 70s, uh, 60s, 50s type of music, right? Like, okay, uh, okay. Like theatrical, like uh, opera type thing. And uh, Was it yeah, opera but, or like show tunes, like Broadway show tunes? It's like show tunes Yeah, I would say show tunes. Yeah, show tunes-ish. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's for sure going to be a musical. And I, I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts on that was. I know we briefly spoke about it, but I'm kind of curious to see what your thoughts on that are on that too, Thomas. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, bro, I'm the same as probably you guys. I'm not a big musical person. So when I saw that, I was initially like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. Just given the first one was so good. But then I thought about it and I kind of like think it's a good idea. Just it, as far as, you know, the first one was so like unexpected and random. I'm like, there's only so much, like they don't want to redo that again, I guess you could say. Exactly. So the fact that they're bringing in like Lady Gaga, which she has a pretty good track record with this stuff. And like, just, I, I see like they could maybe really like reinvent a musical, I guess you could say. I don't know if it's going to be like straight how most of them are with like five minute songs. And it's just like, oh, I don't like this. I feel like just given the Joker character and, and how he was in the first one, I could actually see this like really working and actually being pretty good. See that. Yeah, that's especially with his dance moves. Exactly. Like I right can already, there. I can already see it happening. You know, Th- That's what I'm thinking here. Here's my theory. And uh, I think I'm hoping this is how they make it into a musical is he, and, and it's based, it's going to be pretty much, mostly him in Arkham Asylum while he's getting treatment. I think with him in the first film, right, where he thinks he's talking to his neighbor and he actually has a relationship with her. And then towards the end, we later find out that that was was fake. That was all in his head, right? Yeah. Um, You probably should have said spoiler alert, but I mean, it's a spoiler. I'm thinking in this next film, he's in this asylum, but since he's like already accepted his craziness, 
he goes into like this huge like just fucking whirlwind and just pretty La-la much La-la everything Land. La-La Land and pretty much makes everything that he sees a musical now like it's all a show to him right because when he went again spoiler alert when he goes to uh, on that his favorite tv show and he kills the dude right at the end like the big climactic scene he's like all right this is my show this is me performing that's why i think this film is going to go into i'm performing in this asylum and harley quinn which is my doctor who ends up falling in love with the joker is my um my love interest in this film so he's it feel i feel like this musical is going to be like him being in a play but it's all in his head and not really happening other yeah, stuff is actually happening that's, that's my exactly. way how i think it's gonna go and if that's, that's exactly the case I, imagined, yeah. I am all for it bro i feel like that's gonna be awesome and yeah. i love that thomas brought up the la la land thing because if they put it in the same if they put the songs in the same dramatic context that you saw songs come up in la la land it could definitely be a masterfully done film yeah, I I, I really I really enjoyed La La Land. So yeah, if it's even and obviously really enjoyed the Joker. So let's say they just kind of throw that all in a blender. I could like Jason was saying, there's just so much they can do with it from even pumping him with drugs, having some trips. You know, is it in his head? Is it real life? Like, there's just so much they can do with it. So I, I think it's a good move. Watching him fall further into insanity, it's like exactly. more yes, of the traditional dude. Joker that we've yes, seen. Dude. Oh yeah, it's. It's infinite possibilities, man. I like that. But I'm going to go back to what I was talking about before. It is still a bit of a fuck you to the cast and crew of Batgirl. <laughs> and then to top it, guys, to top it, guys, Ezra Miller's Flash movie is still on. I don't understand it. The dude, dude just right? recently got charged with burglary in Vermont. Like felony charges, yes, dude. Yeah. They they need to make an Ezra Miller movie, like based off of just the last two years of this dude just wilding out. Like that's crazy. I know he's like fallen far from where he was. He's like assaulting people, right? Young children. He's trying to abduct young children. Like I don't. Maybe, bro. I have a theory. Maybe DC is creating like their greatest villain origin story right now in real time <laughs> with Ezra Miller. Oh, he, he's going to be the he's gonna, long game. He's going to end up becoming Joker reverse Flash. Over. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Flash on the move. He's just <laughs> running away from everybody. <laughs> he really is the fastest man alive. Dude, um, it is so crazy how fast he's catching charges. <laughs> and yet not canceled. That's so wild. It's, yeah, of it's, all people that need to be canceled, it's that fucking guy. This man does. Um, or, yeah. I did get some information about The Whale. Uh, just a quick uh, information about it with Brandon Frazier. Oh, uh, it's The a, Whale, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah the, it's called The Whale. Yeah, with Brandon Frazier. Uh, it's a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity. Att- suffering from severe obesity, uh, and he attempts to reconnect with a strange teenager daughter for one last chance of redemption. And guess who that teenage daughter is, Luigi? Sadie Sink, aka Max from Stranger Things. Hey, damn yes. right, man. I was wondering, like, how did these kids not get more roles? Especially Sadie Sink. Like, she does an amazing job. We're seeing, um, what's her name? The girl that plays Eleven. Oh my gosh, um, Millie Bobby. Brown. Millie Bobby. Seeing her get more roles, but I was like, where's the love for Sadie Sink? And don't get me wrong, I think the actors who play a bunch of those roles should be getting more getting more films but i i just haven't seen it right so i'm glad i'm glad to see sadie sink 
is getting getting a chance at uh, getting a shot in Hollywood outside of Stranger Things. When is that coming out, Jay? Uh, it said September 2022, so next month. This it's an oh, A24 nice. film too. Oh my God! So yeah, oh, I remember. It's gonna yeah, be so, solid. Yeah, so For- I, I actually remember seeing this trailer on uh, when I saw Bullet Train. I remember looking at Jamie and we're like, hey, we got to see this. It's A24 film with Sadie Sink. Let's do it. Damn. Yeah, dude. The only thing that gets me about A24 films is sometimes those endings, I'm like, ah, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're a mess no, sometimes. They're, you're, it, but damn, like all the way up to that point, you're like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And then, you know, sometimes the ending doesn't always live up to the rest. But... God, when they're good, they're good. Like I still want to see Northman. I know, I know. It's oh, been a man. while. Dude, I, I know. haven't seen that one either. <laughs> what? No, I mean, it's so all damn right, good I'm gonna too. All these spoilers. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. no. <laughs> <laughs> the villain. Nah, you guys, you guys definitely need to watch it. That that one, Luigi. I get what you're saying because I'm a big A24 person, but I totally understand some of the endings are a little hit and miss. But this one's just good all the way through. It's solid. You guys need to get on it. You know which one, uh, you know which ending got me, but I was like, you know what? This is a harsh ending, but it's not a bad ending. Have you guys seen It Comes at Night? Yes, I have. heard of it. I haven't. That's a good it's, one. It's got Joel Edgerton, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, the ending of it just rips your fucking heart out. But you get it. You're like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. This all follows the story pretty well. Yeah. It's just the harsh reality that you have to deal with it. The one that didn't hit for me, which I will say is some of the best acting I've ever seen in any movie, though. Like the acting, hands down. My God. They should have both been nominated for Are you going to say Oscar. Lighthouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Knew it. That ending, I hated it, dude. I hated it. I was like, what the fuck? Are I we can, serious I can right feel now? That. I, I agree with you on that one. Like I get said, it. Like, go ahead. No, no, no. Like you said, man, phenomenal acting. It's just like a master class <clears throat> from both of those two. One more. Um, what's his name? Oh my Robert gosh. Pattinson. Robert, oh, but also uh, William, William Defoe. Defoe. Yeah. Interesting tidbit. Did you guys know William Defoe's name is not William Defoe? He like totally adapted a, a new name for no reason. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> his name's William, but he yeah. goes by Willem. Willem Dafoe, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? I just found that I just found that out not too long ago. That's too. the most peak actor shit you can do, but <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, yeah. Like, you I agree. know what? I'm just gonna make my name slightly harder to pronounce. I mean, m- most most actors and uh, everyone in the writers guild's name is not their name, you know. Oh, okay. But I agree with you, Luigi. Could have didn't stick the landing, but it's a great movie regardless. And like when you watch the ending, you can tell that he was trying to do something really artistic with the end. I just I wasn't feeling it. Um, okay, back. Sorry, guys, we went really off topic, <laughs> but back to it. Now the there's rumors after all of this. You know, Ezra Miller for some reason is still there, and the reason is because that this is supposed to be. There's rumors that this is supposed to be a soft reset of the DCEU because it's it's there like. Mo- Universe of madness you know what i mean they're combining a bunch of different multiversal stories and they're going to probably be able to bring in characters from other universes into one place and which is a reset yeah and this is why i think ezra miller's movie is not getting the cancellation that we all expect it to get because they're putting they put so much onto this film 
And if you noticed in the trailer for Shazam Fury of the Gods, do they show Ezra Miller's face? No. They did show Ben Affleck and they did show um God, oh my god, why can I not remember Aquaman's name? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, the man himself. They showed those two, but they made sure not to show Ezra Miller's face. So what I'm thinking is they could do an easy multiversal fix where somehow the Flash gets replaced and then Ezra Miller's gone. Right? It's going to be a different Flash. That's my guess. I don't know exactly how that would play out because I I don't know what story exactly they could use, but there's a bunch of different versions of Barry Allen that they could use. So it's not like they're going to be short on uh, different characters or they could use Wally West or they could use you know, another version of the flash besides those two. Now, last tidbit that goes into this story. So the flash is going to be flashpoint, which as I mentioned is a multiversal story. We're probably going to see Ben Affleck's Batman die in it. Michael Keaton's Batman become a part of the DCEU, but there's also rumors to Sasha Calle. uh, She's a Colombian actress who got cast as Supergirl. And when the casting first happened, I thought, fucking dope. We're going to get some Hispanics up in the DC section because we don't see fucking any in, in the MCU. That's a great fucking step uh, for, for Hispanic actors anyway. But here's, what, here's the stupid mistake they're going to make. They want to replace Henry Cavill's Superman with Sasha Gage's Supergirl. And begin a new version of the Justice League. Now to me guys. This makes absolutely no sense. Because Supergirl and Superman stories. Tie together. First off. Superman is the more popular character. He was created long before she was. And men. I mean let's be honest. White America and men are going to lose their shit. Over this idea of a Hispanic Supergirl. Just replacing Superman. And to top it. I'm a Henry Cavill stan, guys. Like, I really, like, if you're if you are a fan of the films, like, you watch them, Henry Cavill does a good job as Superman. He plays Superman very, very well. So if you're a fan of the actor and the version of Superman that they have put on the screen, none of this makes sense. None of it. None of it makes sense, and there's going to be a lot of pushback on this character. There, There's, like, no chance... In my eyes, there's no chance that she's going to have a pot. Even if she does a good job, like they're, they're going to eat her alive. Nobody wants to see Superman be replaced. I could see a partnership, sure, but be replaced? Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just – great for having a Supergirl, but just getting rid of Superman all in general, I don't, I don't think so, man. That's like one of the biggest DC comic uh, characters ever, bro. You can't just get rid of them. And replace them with Supergirl. It just makes no sense. Especially when you're trying to like reset and like change people's mind about what you got going on. That just yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, to me, it just does. It's not super clear. Add in a character, great, but replace. And then I, I don't know how you guys feel about Henry Cavill, but replace Henry Cavill. For years, I've been saying he is the best Superman I've ever seen. I know Christopher Reeves fans would freak out on me on that one, but I don't care. I, I, I feel how I feel. And I think he's the best Superman I've ever seen. Shout out all the Christopher Reeves fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Christopher Reeves. Not... Have... <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, we have a, a data shows of the age of our listeners. And I, I, I doubt we have a lot of Christopher Reeves <laughs> fans out there. Let's just put it that way. No, but I agree. I agree <clears throat> with you, Luigi. He's really embodied the character well. And like you guys said in the last pod, um, like with what The Rock was saying, like to me, he's just, if it's not him, it doesn't really make sense to go with anybody else. He did a good job. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Dude, right? That's what we're saying. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just, like I said, guys, I just don't understand. And I hope they don't do that. Because I was excited to see her in the film. Like, don't get me wrong. If if you guys, if audience, if you're coming out of this thinking like, oh, I don't want to see Sasha Calle as Supergirl. Of course, I want to see her as Supergirl. But it doesn't make sense to replace Superman with her. She is her own character. She doesn't need to replace him. She has her own storylines. Like, it, it just, it it's backwards thinking to me. All right. Next up would be, they want to do the same, their, their model, <laughs> their model states, so there's something to insult everybody on this one. Their model states that, first off, men only watch scripted TV or appointment TV, and it's home to fandoms. So this kind of implies that men don't really watch content-based in reality. So, for example... It's pretty much saying men don't watch science shows. They don't watch investigative crime shows. They don't watch uh, those sh- shows about nature. So let's say, you know, Planet Earth, uh, Blue Planet. They don't watch shows about history. They don't watch, obviously, reality or cooking shows and things like that. And I'm like, I fucking love history shows. I, I don't know about you. I mean, I know I'm a history nerd, but I love history shows. I've I've gone back in time with my daughter and we're like totally into dinosaur shows together. Like it just doesn't make sense to me for them to lump. And then I also like getting cooking ideas from some of the cooking shows. Like if y'all have seen the chef show on Netflix with uh, John Favreau and gosh, I forgot what the chef's name is, but they come up with some really good recipes. I'm like, man, I want to try that. So I just found it interesting that it, one lumps men in a box of like, oh, all they watch is the imaginary scripted stuff. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They have some amazing they have some amazing shows, right? Like we know that some of the scripted stuff is also very well written, intellectual. It makes you think. But they're also pretty much saying like that we're not trying to learn anything, which yeah, I found to be interesting. I'm like, OK, <laughs> I, agree, I agreed with what you said, like when you rattled off all those subgenres, I'm like, man, I like every single one of those topics that you listed. So, yeah, to, <laughs> to kind of lump everybody in is just dumb dudes. Like, that's pretty crazy. And then on the other side, they pretty much said that women, I mean, it was implying that women only watch uh, non-scripted shows. And so that would be, you know, some of the shows that I mentioned, as well as reality TV. And I'm, I mean, I watch most of the shows that I watch with my wife. And she she gets mad at me if we if we are watching a show and I'll watch it without her. She'll be like, dude, you watched it without me? Be like, my bad, babe. I was just, I always use the podcast for an excuse now. I'd be like, I had to watch it for the pod. I had to watch it for the pod. My wife. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if women would agree with that either. And, but that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to aim for. I don't know. They're going to take a lot of scripted out and they're going to aim more for this casual viewing. 
I guess they're aiming more at a female audience. I don't know if they think women watch more television than men do. I, I don't, I don't understand. That's, that's, that's the whole thing that I'm trying to get at. I don't understand what's happening right now. It doesn't equate for me like what they're, what they're trying to do with all of this, but it does tell me that we need to keep an eye out for some of our favorite HBO shows. That's uh, what I'm nervous about. Yeah, it, it's, Honestly. it's concerning. I mean, I think, I think we're still going to have appointment television, but they're clearly trying to cut costs. So are we getting, as I mentioned with House of Dragon, are we going to see a season two of House of the Dragon with the same kind of money put into it? Because the acting, if you guys have ever, I know, Jason, you haven't. But Thomas, did you ever see any of the seasons of Game of Thrones? Um, I've seen a few episodes, like like really spotty, but I have not watched it front to end. But it was good from what I've seen, and I've heard that the new one's supposed to be even better, which I know is hard to top. But that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying right now. And here's my thing: the writing on that show and the acting on that show were, I mean, it blew me away. That's what that that's mm-hmm. what drew me in. I was like, oh my god, this story is so compelling. And every single person on the show makes you believe what they are saying. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal for me. If you haven't noticed when I do reviews, that's huge for me. Does the acting make me feel like I'm a part of the story? I'm not see. I'm not sure that we're going to see a whole lot of that. If they really do decide to cut a lot of costs, because they're not going to be able to pay actors. They're not going to be able to put in the, you know, the special effects and the sets mm-hmm. and the props and the set pieces. Yeah. I mean, you've seen these giant sets that they have for these shows. Are we still going to see that? Or are they going to cut down and be like, let's just make it an unscripted reality show? Like, I don't want to, I don't, like, there's time for reality shows, but that's not what I want when I'm looking for my scripted television. You know what I mean? Hopefully not, but that's just the state of the industry right now. It's just, you even look at movies, shows, like, compared to pre-pandemic, like, remember the movies and shows dropping every week, and now it's just... Yeah, it's not the same, man. There's not, like you said, cutting costs and all that. It's going to be interesting looking forward what exactly is going to happen because, yeah, HBO has some good stuff. And, and I feel like they're, as far as, like, original content, they're, they're always on the top. So hopefully it doesn't suffer. Right. They led the, they led the way. They led the way for this golden era. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely my favorite streaming, services right, streaming service right now, HBO Max. Person, that's yeah. what out of all that's what I'm worried services, about. That's my favorite one. That's what Agreed. I'm worried about. I don't want it to become something that it something totally different from what it is right now. I'm totally fine with them adding in the Discovery Plus content, but they're planning to completely merge the two by summer of next year, and that means they're gonna, you know, they're gonna uh, fire executives creatives they're only they're going to replace a bunch of teams and keep certain teams from one or the other so which is it going to be what are we going to see change what are we going to lose they removed six max originals from hbo max so now you have to either rent them or buy them so i'm like that was the whole reason we go to streamers and not buy stuff (laughs) now if we have to buy the stuff that was a max original what's the point of that so that's confusing to me as well because if they continue to take originals off and then own, if they continue to only take to take originals off and only allow you to rent or buy, then that's going to be a problem. I mean, that that defeats the purpose of a streamer. 
Exactly. Now, to top it as well, they're going to abandon the 45-day window and the, of the theatrical model that they've been doing, just like Paramount Pictures has been doing, just like Disney has been doing, where after 45 days in theaters, they go straight to streaming. Now, this is, to me, I see this as a bit of a problem only because I'm not really sure where they're going to go with this model. Like, are we going to see... Are we going to see some movies on this case-by-case basis get released in 45 days, whereas the big ones we wait a little bit longer? But then are we going to be waiting three to four months for the big hit movies that we really want to see so they can see if they can get every possible cent out of us? That's my guess. I don't love that. It makes sense financially because I'm sure some people will be willing to spend the money, but I promise you I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be waiting Especially with uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery films, just because I'm being salty. <laughs> no, same. I mean, if there's I, a movie that I'm on the fence about, I'm not going to go watch it in theaters. I'm just going to wait till it comes out on streaming. Yeah, man, and that's man. the whole point. <laughs> I, why pay monthly for a streamer if you're not going to get those movies soon? I, it just doesn't make sense to me. So no capitalism, brother. Yeah, yeah. Now HBO spends large amounts of money on those tent poles. Will that continue? Are we going to see that? We'll keep you guys updated to see what all this looks like, what this means for DC, uh, what this means for the future of films in, under HBO Discovery, because it looks like we're going to see some heavy changes over the next year. And I'm hoping that it's something that is pleasing for everyone, as opposed to the amount of concern that I have right now. Oh, yeah, man. Likewise. And uh, for our final concession stand, just want to keep this moving on. They're remaking the movie Roadhouse, bro. It's in the works. Jake Gyllenhaal is set to star in the film. He's going to play the Patrick Swayze film. What do you guys think about that? I've never seen Roadhouse. but I was I about to like say the same classic. thing. I was like, yeah. sin, sin here. I haven't seen it. So I don't even know what it's about. I don't know that he goes to like a bar and then like whoops some ass or some shit like that. I have no right? idea. Right? He's just like kicking ass the whole movie, apparently. I think he's a bouncer at a bar. Uh, that's all I know. I haven't seen it. When was the original? Dude, back like in the 80s, 70s with Patrick Swayze. That's all I know. Oh, Damn, we're going to get so much shit from like. Uh, it's 1989. <laughs> it's a 1989. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. How do you guys not watch Roadhouse? You guys. We weren't alive yet. <laughs> oh, that's know, true. We, we have seen some eighties and seventies films, though. So okay, uh, but yeah. like the, the ones that matter. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn! No, no. <laughs> you gotta get some eight your way. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, just want to throw that little uh, nugget in there uh, before we move on to our trailers. So yeah. All right, heading into trailers. The lights have dimmed, guys. That was a that was a pretty long way. We got to the movie theater earlier this time. Dude, it was That's a long I, ass line. It was a long yeah. ass line at the concession stand. Yeah, you know, yeah, but that. but we got some great stuff. I mean, I got my the my Butterfinger minis. I got some of those frozen chocolates. I got some popcorn. You know what I'm saying? I'm good to go. My cherry yeah, coke. Dude. Gotta have cherry coke when I go to the movies. You know, and you know how they have like a, a bar at the in the movie theaters now. You know, I was there. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. there. I was about to say that's the route I went, but <laughs> <laughs> you drunks. Yeah, line was so long. It's like, hey, you get this, I'll get this while we're at it. You know, might as well. So, <laughs> so where's um, my beer? Where's where's my beer? I asked for one. I don't see it. I, you, you you didn't want one, man. You see, you were too busy getting your sweets, you were, bro. You were Sorry, loading up. 
Yeah, I asked for one. You, you know what? We're <laughs> moving on, guys. All right, trailers. So I'm going to do a revisit on a couple of films just because they are they look very much like thrillers. And since we're doing thrillers part two for our feature presentation, first off, the Olivia Wilde film, uh, a revisit of Olivia Wilde's film starring Florence Pugh. God, I think it's Don't Worry, Darling. Don't oh. Worry, Darling. Have you guys seen the previews for this film? My I don't brother, think I have. Have I seen the previews? I cannot wait for this movie. This, looks... is, this is right up my alley, bro. I'm so excited. For, it... Florence Pugh, quick, uh, she is my wife. She just doesn't know it, doesn't, uh, not aware of it, but I'm happy <laughs> to go support her movies, and I'm excited for this one, man. It looks great. Yeah, once she realizes she's your wife, you know, then, yeah, then she yeah. can really feel the One support. step at a time, yeah. It's from a distance right now, but either way, uh, this movie looks insane. Jason, you got to watch the trailer like ASAP. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm you trying know to look it, that up right now. It looks a little bit like a, a Stepford Wives type of thing, except they're not robots. Uh, they It looks like they've been kidnapped and brainwashed, like literally brainwashed. So that's interesting. That Stepford Wives vibe yeah. for sure. But this yeah. looks way better. And I have never seen the Stepford Wives. I just I had it ruined for me, so I never watched it. But the mm-hmm. cast on "Don't Worry, Darling." First off, it, Olivia Wilde is the director, so that's already really interesting to see that she's like starting to pump out films. It's not just one or two here and there. Now she's she's delving full on into directing. Great for her. Um, can't wait to see what this film and see what comes next. It's got Harry Styles in it. I know a lot of the ladies like him. I want to see his acting because he's going to be in the MCU. Uh, Olivia is Wilde, he? yeah, he is. He's what? gonna be in the MCU. Yeah. Doing what? So he's gonna be Thanos's brother. Thanos is already dead, but he is Thanos's brother in the MCU. Damn, bro, the MCU just captures everybody. You're goddamn right, they do. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Anyways, continue on. Who else is in it? Florence Pugh, of course. Um, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I recognize any of the other actors in. Oh, just kidding! I know Nick Kroll. I didn't know he was going to be in it. But that's probably the last one for me that I for sure know okay. as a fairly. It says Dakota Johnson, but I don't remember seeing her at all in the preview, so I don't know about all that. But the film. I, it, it, from the previews, it looks like it could be a phenomenal thriller. So I, I can't wait to see it. Jason, you definitely need to check out this preview. You know what Don't... the preview reminded me of a bit? Sorry to cut you off, man. No, go ahead. Go um, ahead. You guys have seen American Beauty? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it kind of, uh, for some reason, it just seems like it gave me that type of vibe, too. So we'll see. It looks good. Oh, man. If it has one of those emotional payoffs the way uh american beauty did that'd be great that that would be fantastic yeah it looks like a trip too like you get a little little psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. man psychological thrillers are the way to go now this one it's listed as horror or a dark comedy which you can see the dark comedy aspects but the film that i'm going to mention again this is a revisit because we've talked about it but actually i didn't even mention when um, Don't Worry Darling comes out First off, Don't Worry Darling comes out September 23rd, guys That's a month from now A little over a month, but pretty much a month from now So 
Go and check it out, guys. Go to your local theater. Check it out. It is a Warner Brothers Pictures film. Hopefully they don't uh, wait too long to put that one on streaming as well. Because I'm still, I'm still willing to go watch some of these in the theater until David Zaslav says, you know what? We want you to spend more money. So we'll see. But the next one I'm going to talk about is The Menu. Now, this is starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt, and a cast of which I don't recognize anyone else. But it looks like it's going to be a pretty huge film. Oh, John Leguizamo is also going to be in it. This movie looks like it's definitely going to delve a little bit more into horror because you see it looks like a bunch of people are going to get murdered. But the film... In general, they go onto a remote island, all these extremely rich people, to get food from this chef who's supposed to be amazing. And they all look like they're people who are completely full of shit, except for Anya Taylor-Joy, who's like, are you, I'm not as anywhere near as into this as you are. She even says it in the preview. And then the chef tells her, he's like, you should not be here tonight. Because clearly something terrible is about to happen in the film. I'm super interested to see where the film goes because it looks like it's going to have a very twisted ending. Uh, but what do you guys think? I, I, I'm pretty sure, Jason, you've seen the preview for this one. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of Anya Taylor-Joy. It looks very interesting. It looks like a suspense, thriller, horror type of thing, you know? Yeah, the horror <laughs> aspect only looks to be like slasher. Slasher yeah. stuff, right? Like people getting hunted down and killed. Which you could possibly say that that could that could fall under thriller as well, depending on how how graphic or like suspenseful the deaths are. But I'm interested in seeing it. Have you seen the preview for this one, Thomas? Dude, I'm disappointed in myself. I have not. I've heard of it, but I didn't know the trailer was out. Um, oh yeah, yeah, check it out. I'll get to it. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, um, just by the way you describe it, it sounds like not to spoil what you're going to talk about as far as movies, but it it sounds like a couple of movies that you're going to list off. Yes, similar, it does. Yes, it does. So I'm already I'm already into that. So it, it sounds good. I'm going to have to check it out. So a revisit on this one means we're going to let you guys know the release date. That's November 18th of this year. So check it out. November 18th. Don't worry, darling, September 23rd, and the menu, November 18th. Jason, what do you have for us in the trailers? I just got one uh, little juicy one for you guys. The final season of Atlanta, the TV series on Hulu, uh, they released their first trailer. It's out now, and the final season is set to release on September 15th. Now, I haven't seen season four yet to the fullest. I've seen the first two episodes which were amazing i just kind of been trying to catch up on everything else that i just haven't been able to watch it but yeah if you guys are into atlanta go catch that the final season september 15th Dude, Thomas, I, have you, have I, you watched? I was about to say man another thing that i've been slacking on i know it's an amazing show it's know, just one of those same man. There's, same so, there's so many shows but i think my strategy now is like with this one, when you know it's going to end, I'm just going to let it play out. So that way I can binge it at a later date. But I've heard nothing but good things about it. I know you love it. Oh, dude. Have, have, you, haven't even, you guys haven't even seen season one yet, right? No, well, I've never seen any oh of my it. God. Yeah. So uh, Childish Gambino produced most of the film. Uh, well, produced most of it. Directed a lot of the, 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 the episodes. 
And he just has a just a weird. Have you guys seen Dave with Little Dicky? Yes. No. Yes. That's uh, fucking hilarious. Oh man, dude, yo, I think it's a better version of Little. Uh, well, I think um, Dave is just a knockoff version of this because Atlanta was released first, and Dave kind of. I don't want to say he copied it, but it's, like like, it's just a white version of it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just a lot more creative in my aspect. Because season two kind of just blew me out of the water versus kind of dove deeper into like a lot of more subliminal meanings to it and mm-hmm. the episodes. And season three from the first two that I saw didn't even have the main characters in the first episode when we got uh, season four back. Uh, season three, I'm sorry. The final season of season four, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, guys, I'm all over the place. Uh, but they didn't even have the main characters in the first episode back after a hiatus because of the pandemic and everything. Uh, but I, I highly recommend watching that, guys. I honestly don't think you guys, you guys will love it. Yeah, uh, it I'll, looks I'll like a show it. that, yeah, it looks like a show I would love. I and don't one of the know characters. Why I watched it. I don't know why. Yeah, Paperboy is in Bullet Train. He plays Lemon. Uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry? I think so. I think that's his name. But yeah, he plays. I didn't know he could do a British accent, or I don't know if he's British or not. But he plays the rapper in Atlanta, so it was kind of interesting to watch him with a British accent. What a segue! We'll yeah. we'll, we'll get into that right now. Uh, <laughs> so okay, 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 okay. Let's let's get into our TV land, gentlemen. Nice little transition there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said, but you queued it up perfectly. So let's just hit, hit straight into it. Bullet Train. I, re- <laughs> I really want to see how this conversation goes between uh, Jason and Thomas specifically, because I, I feel like I land somewhere in the middle. But I will say, to start off, I'll give what I think on Bullet Train. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let you guys just take the wheel and you know take us for a, a joyride. <laughs> now, when I saw Bullet Train, I went in. I saw that it had just a bunch of famous faces and actors who have been in the business for a while. But what I will say is that I also saw, and no offense to those of you who are big fans of him. But I saw Aaron Taylor Johnson on there, and I was like, I've never considered him to be that great of an actor. You can say ah. I'm wrong. It is what it is. Uh, I, think, I think he does good in certain things. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but I've also been of the mindset that he may be lacking a little bit. That being said, this looks very much like a film made by a crew of people who are part of uh, uh, certain Hollywood circles. And the film was made to be a lot of fun. There isn't a whole lot of deeper meaning behind the film, but that's also not really the point of the film. And that's what makes it beautiful. It goes back to, it goes back to an era of films in the nineties, in my opinion, where, they just made films with cool lines, amazing action, memorable characters, and it didn't necessarily have to be about a whole lot, but it had a lot of fun conversations. And you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Pulp Fiction. I'm talking about Reservoir Dogs. I'm talking about Snatch, which also stars Brad Pitt, 
<laughs> unsurprisingly, cool. right? And it, it has this very, um, or, or even Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve. Like, there isn't exactly a deeper meaning behind these films. They're more of action films that are a lot of fun to watch. They've got great lines. They're a good time. They give you really memorable moments, really cool action. And you leave the movie thinking, wow, that was a lot of fun. It was it, it was a train it was a bullet train ride. It felt like I was going a hundred <laughs> miles an hour uh, through a bunch of different storylines, and it takes you through um, it takes you through a lot of comedic segments of the movie. I I went in not not quite knowing that it was a comedy. It had hints of it here and there, but it really does lean in pretty heavily into the comedy. I thought that was that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, out of 10, I would probably leave it at around a 7. It'd be a solid 7 for me. 7.0? 7. 7. I don't know, man. When I get into the decimals, I always end up going <laughs> back and forth with it. So I'll have to come back to you with the decimals. But right now, I can confidently say that I would give it a 7 because it was a lot of fun to watch. I didn't, you know, once the movie started, I could feel where it was going. And I was like, oh, this is... This is totally a typical action movie. It's just got a little more style, right? It's it's doing its best impression of Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, and I was okay with that. I mean, there were certain things that didn't match up. So, for example, when you mentioned Brian Tyree Henry, I thought he did a great job as an actor, but there were also times where I was like, "Oh, you lost your you lost your British accent all of a sudden. What happened?" <laughs> and then he'd like jump right back into it. I was like, "What's going on here?" And then Aaron Taylor Johnson at times sounded Australian. And I was like, I, for the first time in my life, I can tell the difference between an Australian and a British person, which is fucking weird because Aaron Taylor Johnson is British. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it was just me. Uh, what I will say is, and don't get me wrong, like mi gente right here, I'm Puerto Rican. I like Bad Bunny, but they... They just put him in for eye candy on the film. Uh, he didn't really have any speaking lines. And I think they... I, I, I don't know. I think they put him in so that they could get more people to watch the movie. Which probably exactly. is going to work. Like, there are going to be a lot of people that want to go see the movie just because they think, oh, snap, Bad Bunny's in it. Uh, spoilers, guys. We're going to go into spoilers from here on out. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right. Spoilers. Bad Bunny dies pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> Even though he yeah, that was okay referenced. With me, though. Yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. like Bad Bunny. Like, that's not I really. <laughs> I, I don't hate Bad Bunny, bro. Come on. But, but he... you, the go characters ahead, go ahead. have to die. Characters yeah, have yeah. to die. Yeah, and it was interesting to me just because I felt like he and Zazie Beats uh, were, their roles were pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah, oh, what a waste of two interesting people that you had in the film. Like I genuinely wanted to see what Bad Bunny could do. Although I will say he was the best part where... of the movie. Yeah. And then it ends so fucking quickly. So quick. You're like, wait, what the fuck? It about it was so uh, honestly though, it was so clever the way they they killed him in the film. That was so so fucking clever. And I loved that he that he doesn't take himself too seriously cuz you could tell that was actually him just falling all over the place when they were pretending he was a dead body. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. 
Same with Zazie Beats. They gave her really minimal lines. I was like, ah, they could have done more with her. I think they just put her into the film to get more people to watch. Okay. I'm going to leave it there for a moment. And I'm going to come back so that I can let you guys kind of jump in and, and talk about what you think of the film. So I personally love the movie, Luigi. I know uh, my friend here probably doesn't have the same opinion on it, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited that we're going to get into this. I ended up taking my dad and my mom and Jamie on Friday to go see this movie. And I think that's why I liked it so much, just because it was just a fun movie. I wasn't expecting anything great out of it. Uh, I remember, I just know when I saw the trailer, I was just like, all right, this is going to be a fun movie. It's going to be action. You know, I'm not expecting it to be like a great film by any means as far as acting wise goes. And I think that's why when I went to go see it, it was everything that I kind of wanted it to be as far as action and a little bit of even more, even comedy on that end. And I think that's why I enjoyed it. Um, what about you, Tom? <laughs> well, well, well. I think here reason, we are. I think the reason I'm here is to disagree with you guys. But yeah. um, no, man. I'll I'll preface it by saying like I didn't hate it. No matter what, like how much I'm gonna critique it right now, I didn't hate it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but it's funny. I actually took my mom and dad as well. Um, they just like wanted to go see a movie too. And my dad, actually, I was telling Luigi, my dad actually walked out like 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the movie. I was like, wow, like you're what, what's going on? Like, you're really hating it that much. And I kind of had like that same feeling, too. You know, I have like a 30 minute rule, I guess, with movies. I'm like, OK. I'll give it 30 minutes if I'm watching it at home. And if I'm not feeling it by 30 minutes, I'll check out. You know what I mean? Damn. So your pops really said, nah, it's cool. I'm yeah, gonna... bro. And he like, he never walks out of movies either, really. And like, especially since we all went, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go like grab a beer or whatever in the lobby. I was like, all right. And I just knew he wasn't. But anyways, um, he wasn't wrong. I didn't like it, man. Um, to me, I was actually surprised like from your guys's because I, I with Eric and you and most Jermaine. of the guys, Jermaine, yeah, like we usually have pretty consensus opinions. And like to see that you guys, especially Eric, he, he said something to the effect of like it, it was like Kill Bill. And I told him, bro, do not put it in the same sentence as Kill Bill. Like this was not that at all. This was just that one Thomas the Train joke that they kept going to <laughs> throughout <laughs> the whole movie. And a bunch of like, I don't know, man. It just, it didn't work for me, like, on the action level, on the comedy level. I was telling Luigi, too, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was adapted from a book, and the book was actually, like, very serious in tone, kind of more like um, John Wick style, I guess you could say, just straight, like, action, violence. Just I didn't even, lo- yeah, I didn't even know it was from a book. Oh, do you know, like, how long ago that one uh, came out? I'm not too sure, man. I had just like heard that, but I know it's definitely adapted from a book. But yeah, apparently, of course, um, Brad Pitt and the director, they just for like one reason or another, they wanted to like change the tone and made it like a comedy, I guess. And for me, like the comedy just didn't stick, man. I didn't like think like I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to be very like witty with the dialogue and like quick little jokes. And I just like. To me, it was just everything seemed a little bit like forced, and I don't know. To like I told Eric, it seemed to me just like kind of like a bad Netflix movie. Like 
as far as the fights and I just I don't know, man. I thought it was mid. That's the best way I could put it. Man. And don't, and don't get me wrong, man. I love Brad Pitt and like it was a stellar cast. And some of the characters too, like Aaron Taylor Johnson, like I enjoyed his performance. Um, what's her name? The one that played uh Prince. She was pretty good too. So like it wasn't it wasn't bad in every regard, but I just felt like at no point that you could really invest in any of the characters because they all kind of just were there to be there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I will say this. My <clears throat> my favorite characters by far were the brothers, Lemon and Tangerine. Yes. Uh, I feel like they did them justice as far as their role. And it, it's kind of tough when you're making a movie that's considered an ensemble. There's not going to mm-hmm. be enough screen time for everyone. And exactly. I think, again, like you said, the tone, like they were just trying to make it fun. And I, I don't think they were trying to be too serious with this film. Uh, personally, uh, like for for example, I, I think Luigi said that they didn't give enough uh, uh, screen time uh, for Bad Bunny. Maybe he did have more uh, lines, but since it was his debut acting, maybe he's a terrible actor. Maybe that's why he didn't have as much lines. You know, strong possibility. Um, strong. I mean, even watching the film, I was like, it is possible that he cannot do this. But yeah. I, I like I said before, I just don't know because the chance wasn't given there. Yeah, and you're right. You know, he. I wish his fight scene with Brad Pitt would have been a little bit longer. Yeah. That would have been to do him a little bit justice. But like you said, that was that was a fun scene where like we kept seeing his dead body and he kept moving in the train. Right, he was trying to. No, that was cool. That was like that was one cool. of the things I was actually like. This is pretty funny, and like they definitely handled his whole character was like the most fascinating thing to me. I was like, man, I wish I kind of would have got more into his backstory. And he wasn't mm-hmm. dead in five minutes, but I know that's also just part of like the character ploy too. You know, everyone's got to have their role. Right. But uh, and... yeah, man. Like I told Luigi, um, I was just like, bro, I don't think like we'll even think about this movie like a year from now, two years from now. <laughs> like as far as Brad Pitt movies go, and just like all the classics he's had, I don't think it's like on that list at all. Yeah, oh. no, I I would agree uh, to what. To, to a certain extent. But but again, I think um, what this movie reminded me of was watching uh, some action films with my dad. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, because the whole time when he was sitting next to me... What he did he la- think? Did he, he like was, it? Oh, he was laughing, bro. He was laughing. He was laughing more than me. And so was my mom. And you know my mom doesn't know English. She just, <laughs> wanted, she just saw the trailer and she's like, oh, that's your dad's... Well, I think he'll really like that. So yeah, I'll go with you guys. So my mom, she enjoyed it. She was laughing. So I, I think that's what it was like. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was like, just it a kinda... good time for you all around. With the yeah, fam, exactly. With the like, I didn't really care about the story. Like, yeah, there there is a lot of you know things that don't make sense. What I did <laughs> like was the the water bottle, right? Because it shows how like everyone got to the train, right? Yeah, it shows how the water bottle got to the train. That whole sequence of where the water bottle led at the end, of how like the water bottle managed to save uh, Brad Pitt's life, or who was it? I can't remember. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool. The, the water bottle's journey, as well as everyone else's journey, it had its own thing. So I thought that was pretty funny. No, um, I'll definitely agree with you. There was that was one of like I said, man. It wasn't all bad. There were some good yeah. things, like like that sequence was cool. Um, yeah, there were some good things about it, but overall, I can't say like I I liked it. It was just I was kind of just waiting for it to finish. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then uh, my my favorite scene by far was at the end. Uh, where, you know, it's it's a cut scene, like how um, Prince died. You know, she's like, I'm like, oh, I yeah. can live through everything. And then a, a fucking truck just hits her. 
And they're like, what the fuck? Where did this truck just come, come from? And it, and turned movie, <laughs> it turned out to be Lemon. It turned out to be Lemon because Lemon ended up jumping into the lake, right? And he gets out and he survives. And he sees a truck and he's like, oh, shoot, tangerines. And he takes the truck and oh, that. I thought that part was awesome. That shit made me laugh. Uh, I think little moments like that, I think that's what made me love the movie, you know? Yeah. But all together, I can see where the story is just like, yeah, this is not really like a uh, something I would... I mean, it's definitely rewatchable for me, but not not one there. I'm like, oh, let's you know, you gotta see this movie. I, I would, yeah. I would definitely not compare it to a, a Tarantino film or what, what? What did Eric say? Yeah, maybe like like a Bill Kill Bill. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but hey. but I, I guess that, you're trying to compare it somewhere. Yeah, I'm here for man. Be contrarian. <laughs> I'm a uh, the uh, cinephile, according to you guys. So. <laughs> so far, yeah, had to give it its harshest critique, but no, it, it wasn't bad. It just, I think Brad, I think Brad was honestly a little high off of his uh his Oscar victory, and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna make whatever the fuck I just want. Do a one. do a fun film, yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's what this was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that's exactly what it looked like. Uh, you go into <laughs> the film, and it definitely feels like, oh, they're just having a good time. And obviously, there, as I mentioned before, there is no deeper meaning in the film. Uh, that, in that sense, it's pretty empty. Uh, it looks it, if you're looking for something that really like makes you think, this isn't that film. Mm-hmm. But it does do a fairly good job in being clever. And I, I'm not gonna lie, like if I look back at Tarantino films, like some of them have pretty heavy meaning behind them like let's say you watch Django or even even Inglorious Bastards you can argue right mm-hmm. but then if I really look back at Pulp Fiction I'm like that's one of the mo- that, that's a movie I love yeah but I can't I can't sit here and say like oh there's like a deep meaning to that movie there really isn't there really no. isn't like there really isn't at, yeah. like there's not a whole lot of like deep and, meaning to that film, so that's why I'm not like, I'm not like taking a full shit on Bullet Train because I, I, I went into it. My issue was that uh, well, I'll, what I'll agree with uh, Tom here is, like I do like I do like a lot of the actors in there. They just didn't get a chance. Like Zazie Beetz, they she didn't really get a chance to shine uh, in that film. And you just her hear her justice. say "bitch" the whole time, and hey. and she can't really deliver the line. You, you know what uh, that reminded me of? Oh, damn. None of you guys watch Rick and Morty, right? No. Nah, uh, and she reminded me of Scary Terry. So to my Rick and Morty fans, you guys know what I'm talking about. Because Scary Terry in Rick and Morty says bitch at the end all the time. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they're paying homage to Scary Terry. but <laughs> Maybe. I, I doubt it. But yeah, maybe. it was just... I, I feel like, yeah, they, they we didn't get enough Zazie Beats. Although I did like her when she was in that costume. <laughs> yeah that was yeah. that was her best performance is when she wasn't talking <laughs> right and that tells you everything that you need to know <laughs> and that was that's pretty rough right so i i i think what i really enjoy is like for example i'm gonna go back to films like snatch right like brad pitt another another amazing brad pitt film but i love those scenes where they introduce a character and then they give you like a full backstory right then and there within like yeah. two minutes and it has like their name and graphic right on the screen that makes it feel like they're telling you this uh, grandiose story, right? Almost like a comic book or a graphic novel and, or something like of that sense. And I thought they did really good with that. 
and they get it gave it a lot of style which is what made you buy into characters like lemon and tangerine because they were just fun to watch and then you'd seen them together especially when you see their background where they actually were in fact um what was it brothers that grew up together like obviously they weren't like blood brothers but still brothers so i found that to be pretty fun to see points where it drops points where it drops Brian Tyree Henry goes in and out of a British accent. Like, he can't hold it. Am I the only one who noticed that? Yeah, I, uh, I did I think man. I'm terrible with accents. Yeah. I'm terrible with accents, bro, so I can't, I can't judge anyone on that, bro. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly can't tell between uh, sometimes with uh, an Australian to British accent sometimes. That was Although, the weirdest part. Aaron Taylor Johnson is, Brit- from my understanding, he's a British guy. And there were points where I was like, why do you sound Australian? Aren't you supposed to be brothers with this fucking guy? And this guy is supposed to be, like, sounding British, but he also sounds American and British. I'm confused. Yeah, I, yeah. I, know, uh, I know he is British, but his accent isn't that thick that it was in the movie. So I think maybe that's why it kind of sounded like he was going in and out. Because he's trying to be, like, a British, fr- like a, a, British act- a British person from another area of, of Great Britain. Of Great Britain, yeah. Was it, obviously, I think right? it was like we, a have, we have accents accent. here in America, right? A Southern accent, uh, a, Cal- a California accent, a, a New York accent. It's very similar in Great Britain. They all have different types of accents. So I think he was trying to be from a different part of Great Britain. And maybe that's why it's kind of sounded like it was falling out. I don't know. That's just my guess. No, yeah, I was going to say, I think that accent's called the Cockney accent. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, listeners, you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I think it's the Cockney accent that they were trying to do there a little bit. Not full on, but it sounded a little bit like that. Where I was like, I don't know if this is the best one you did. What I will <laughs> say is that the lines for me that didn't land were uh, Brad Pitt's like mantra lines, which I felt like he was a lot more fun to watch in other scenes. But when he would like find somehow a way to start talking about his therapy, his therapy, I saw what they were doing. I was like, I, I like the idea. But it's like not landing perfectly because it just See, be, it did feel a little bit forced <laughs> in those scenes. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Like that's my biggest critique of all of this. I was like, I see what they're doing, but for me, like not like the comedy, his his comedy specifically, his like bringing up therapy when they're getting blasted at and like just shoving it down our throat every time. It's just like, okay, man, like we've I've seen like we've seen this in movies before. Like I, I get what you're doing, but. I don't know. I just I I think Brad's seen better better scripts and better movies, but hey, it's it's all it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I just I just I just liked it a lot. I thought it was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but obviously yeah. I do have critiques. Th- th- so somewhere ther- in the yeah. middle. That therapy you- thing, I, I guess you're right, but I think because he was just so chill and nonchalant, he didn't want to be there in the first place, right? Yeah, and he's just yeah. kind of doesn't want to do jobs anymore because he's he's pretty much tired because everyone dies around him dude i know and, that uh, i know that it comes out in the in the trailer but i still thought it was hilarious when he's like i don't even know you and i was yeah. like ah, that's pretty funny that's pretty good he's so fucking confused and then watching him go back and figure out who it was that was pretty great yeah. for me yeah like, and he's like oh that. that's him like, yeah i was there you know and then uh the whole the whole last thing is like I'm not even supposed to hear. You. I'm not even supposed to be here. Uh, I was just filling in, and then you find out that it's Ryan Reynolds that he was filling <laughs> in. Carver is like <laughs> such a huge douche. 
And I thought that was such a great callback to Deadpool when he did it in Deadpool. That, that was that yeah. was pretty cool. If you I'm could tell it was mistaken. an actor's movie a little bit. Oh, didn't, for sure. Did, didn't this director direct Deadpool as well? Or am I tripping? He directed Deadpool 2, and he has partial credit directing uh, John Wick. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that that's why I think that's why I enjoyed it. I don't know. But I, I see where you're coming from, Thomas. I just, you know, we all I guess we all have different opinions, you know, and I don't think yours is wrong at all. But I think to me, I guess it just kind of hit in a, in a nostalgic way. And again, because I saw it with my dad, I think that's why I enjoyed it more because I could hear him laughing, which made me in return, like take that energy that he was given to me and made mm-hmm. me laugh and just enjoy the film and not care about w- all the little wrong things from the film. Right. No, so, I feel you, man. I feel you. It's it's hitting so, with the family. It hits differently. I totally understand that, too. So. No yeah, like, uh, at, uh, for example, I also took him to go see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Him and I were laughing the, the whole time. How you was know? that? It was I pretty enjoyed funny. It. Yeah, that I was... enjoyed it, man, yeah. And, think... and they're making fun of uh, Nicolas Cage. And he's making fun of himself pretty much, bro. Yeah, it's like a whole trope on his whole life. Yeah, it's a whole trope on his whole life. And it's very, I want to say similar to this film, but like. But it is God, in I'm some not... ways. It is yeah. in some ways, yeah. Problematic as well. So um, I'll definitely check it. Yeah, I think that you will probably like that one more than you liked this one. Uh, but that being said, I mean, I thought this one was a pretty enjoyable film. Like the action scenes, oh, they were really good. They were, they were like watching, um, gosh, what's his name? The Japanese actor comes out in plenty of great films. Mm-hmm. Help me out, boys. Uh, Help me out, boys. I can't remember, man. Um, yeah, his last him, name is, grandpa, right? His last name is Sonata. That's, that's, yeah. Mr. H. Sonata. Uh, so he, watching him again in a film, like anything I watch him in, I'm like, God, you just, you just know how to act the fuck out of anything. <laughs> so it was good to see him. Oh, uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki Sonata was great. Um, Sandra Bullock, I, I like that it was just like a short amount of her. I thought there, I thought her and hers and Brad Pitt's, like, dialogue together fell a little bit flat like they their their chemistry wasn't Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't coming out on the screen i think the only time that i found it funny was was when he was he was like you came back for me you're the best boss ever i I was like okay i like that but other times i was like these lines aren't aren't hitting i need to see sandra bullock's face (laughs) so that i could maybe like catch some of her her acting and facial expressions in it and so, yeah, that's just, like, another another thing. I agree with you totally, bro. I was like, okay, like, you get it. Like, it's supposed to be this, like, cool kind of payoff at the end. Like, oh, it's Sandra Bullock. And, like, it's supposed to be, you know, kind of fun for everybody. And to me, I was just like, oh, it's Sandra Bullock. Like, We yeah, knew that the, right. we knew yeah, that the yeah, whole like, time. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, you can like, clearly yeah. tell it's her voice. It doesn't hide at all. <laughs> and like you said, even they seem, like, kind of, like, disinterested or just, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that part the... where, like, when she, we showed her and I was like, oh, okay, so what? You know, like, <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> then, right. I will give you that one. I'll give you guys that one. Um, right, now, do, you guys, uh, do you guys have, like, a numerical rating? What would you say? Okay, well, before I give you my rating, uh, Hiroyuki Sinada was in Mortal Kombat, the, the newest one. Yeah, he was. He was yeah, Scorpion. Yeah. There you go. yeah, he was Scorpion, yeah. And then uh, also just uh, Channing Tatum was in it. I liked his role, too. 
where he, yeah. like, <laughs> where he thought he wanted to do like some gay stuff with him. He's like, "Hey, well, two hundred guts. Is this two hundred dollars? Give me. Is this a, is this is this a sex thing?" <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed then, his. Uh, I, I didn't like the main villain, scene. the White Death. Uh, Ooh, like Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. all right. It didn't really. When they finally yeah. reveal them, I was just like, "All right." You know, I guess when they finally reveal a boss that they don't show for the whole film, and then it's just kind of. Blap, kind of flop. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is like Michael Shannon isn't that big of a name compared to all the other people that were in the film. Yeah, I was like, who? Yeah, I feel like this has to be somebody important. And then yeah. I was like, Michael Shannon. I mean, I'm sure he's been in some great films, but I was just like, I have no idea who this is. He played the uh, uh, the the film with Seth Rogen uh, and the the Christmas one with what uh the night before uh, Joseph Gordon, yeah the night before he played the uh the weed dealer thomas oh, who, who ended up right. being, who ended yes, up being that guy was hilarious. Yes. yeah uh he was yeah, also... he also comes out as one of the brothers in knives out he's the he, kind oh, of yeah. like snake snake oh, in the grass yeah. brother okay. okay yeah his his dad fired him from being an editor and then also he is the one that slept with Eminem's mom in the 8 mile no kidding yeah yeah that's him <clears throat> Oh my god! I didn't know that. Yeah, I know like he, he also comes out as the main bad guy in uh, Man of Steel. Um, oh yeah, he's Zod. General Zod. Yeah, General, he's Zod, General yeah. Zod. There we go. Okay. I'm looking at his films right now, and I I don't remember him in a bunch of these. Like it says, he's in Vanilla Sky. Uh, he was in Nocturnal Animals. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I know you've seen it, uh, Tom. I have. Yeah, which will lead <laughs> us into our next subject in a bit. Oh, that's right. Fahrenheit 451, the HBO, I think it's an HBO Max film or a Amazon film with Michael B. Jordan. That one, he comes out as the main villain, actually. So a, a few things. Know, quite a bit of films. Yeah, so yeah, he comes out in some stuff. I, so for my overall rating, <clears throat> I'm going to give it a, a 7.8. God dang. Yeah. Yeah, look at you. I'm, I'm sticking with the 7. Because I would watch it again and I would recommend it. Yes, I would um, watch it again and recommend it. So, but anything I would higher always, than a five for yeah. me, for for us, Thomas, is uh, we recommend the film. Anything lower yes. than a five, it's a non-recommendation. So that's why I like had to adjust some of my recommendations because I'm like anything that's below for me, anything that's below a seven, I wouldn't generally recommend. It would be like for certain groups of people, and that was mm-hmm. what I had to start thinking about when I started doing recommendations. <laughs> What about what about you, Tom? I, I do decibel points here. No rookie scores out here, bro. Okay. So if you said that five is the standard to recommend it, I would have to give it like a four point eight to okay. not recommend it. Okay. Again, it, it, it almost man. reaches there, but it just doesn't quite make it to what it needs to be. And that's the perfect summation of the movie to me. He just he just put it there for me. So yeah, it, that was the whole movie. Didn't quite get to where it needed to be. It was it had some good things about it, but I'm gonna have to leave it right there at the just below the passing score. Yeah, I feel bad making you go watch it now, dude. I'm sorry. No, man, I <laughs> I fully wanted to go see it. Like I said, I'm a Brad Pitt fan. I'm like he usually puts out nothing but bangers, and this one was just the. Uh, just a slight didn't fire. bang for you right. didn't bang quite hard enough but no nah, it, it wasn't bad like i said there's some enjoyable things but just barely didn't make it for me and uh for you luigi uh, i think you already scored it for us right i'm still i'm i think i'm still sticking at a seven um which <coughs> means i would have to give thor love and thunder something lower or close to the same 
but I don't think it would be higher than than this movie. All I right, think, all right. I think Fair I enough. think it was yeah. I think it was around the same as Thor: Love and Thunder. But I, I you know, I I can't say that it's that Thor: Love and Thunder was better than this one. All right, no, fair enough, fair enough. Well, that was our review, guys, on Bullet Train. If you're more like Thomas and you're looking for something to kind of get out of a film overall, probably don't go watch it. If you're looking at just something to just, you know, just sit, you know, get out of the real world for a little bit and maybe get some entertainment out of it, go watch it. Uh, I, I, I would definitely go watch it again. Uh, and I definitely recommend it to some friends. So. so, side note, guys, um, I kind of want to do a, just a quick uh, shout out to Brad Pitt, though, because we keep bringing him up. And I've been thinking about him and I'm like, dang, he comes out in so many films that I like. Like, I could rattle off a shit ton of films from Brad Pitt. I mean, including this one, because I did you enjoy guys, Bullet Train. You guys may be able to do a whole Brad Pitt episode. That's how many... Oh, Brad Pitt Movies, films that we yes. like? Oh, yes. yes. A yeah. Brad A Brad Are we going to do a Brad episode, Jason? A Brad episode? I, I, I am down. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, well, we this... should start doing, we, may, we should maybe consider maybe doing uh, actor episodes, right? You know, oh an whole episode of Leo films, maybe? They, Dude, yeah, all Brad those Pitt two right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, Luigi, like you were saying, there's just so many films. There's He's got tons of them, decades long. Which we have some in our upcoming list, so let's probably not call them out. But um... no, let's call them all out right now, so we can just <laughs> we just ruin our list. How does that sound? No, okay. perfect. That's a good structure. <laughs> That's what I've been told. I know how to really structure things. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. All right. So continuing on our TV land, um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update. I started. This, the series The Boys about maybe two, two, two and a half weeks ago. And I am happy to announce that I finished all three seasons. I binged the fuck out of it, guys. Uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, Thomas, I know you haven't seen season three or season one, season two for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just give it a quick review of what I thought for season three. She was crazy, man. That Hero Gasm episode, Luigi, that you talked about mm-hmm, in our previous mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. That was wild. What I like about this show, usually I can predict of I, I, you're able to predict some stuff that's going to happen, but some stuff like caught me off guard. I was like, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, we, you know, we find out who's blowing up the heads at, at the end of season two, and that character in the beginning of, the, of season three kind of just fell off a little bit, but ended up coming back towards the end. It just felt uh, like they had a lot of other story to tell, and she wasn't really central to it. But yeah. you clearly see at the end of season three that that character is going to be a central part of that season. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And just the whole serum of Temp D and everything like that is uh, pretty intriguing and how they used it. So, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what's going to happen next based away how they ended it. And I kind of saw that, that last part coming with Homelander, <laughs> Just because I saw the meme, right, where he, like, smiles at the end, like, oh, shoot, like, everyone likes me for this. I was like, oh, crazy, you know? <laughs> uh, so I thought that was awesome. Thomas, uh, some highlights that I, I kind of want to point out. They kind of, this film is, is pretty much based off of this film, this series. It's pretty much superheroes if the government and marketing and 
business was involved and how they market superheroes and how corrupt it can get. And how like flawed real people would be in the situation if they had superpowers. If they had superpowers. Like so even like the a... good characters are so extremely flawed and have complexities that you watch play out in seasons one, two, and three that you're like, holy shit, there's a lot to unpack for you. <laughs> dude, it, yeah. it, it's wild. Yeah. And uh, again, dude, they, they really get into like the political views and they kind of feels like they make fun of like both left and right uh, oh, in, yeah, in, in this sure. show. Like you guys are that... idiots kind of thing. Like I think that's what you would like about it a lot. No, I'm definitely going to get into this and I might end up binging it too because I've heard a lot of good things about it. And yeah, like you said, that's kind of like why I, I don't want to say I don't enjoy like superhero movies, but for the most part, I'm like, ah, like it's just, there's only so much I could get out of it. But like this type of fresh take and like you guys are saying, like seeing if actual people were heroes, like that sounds definitely like something I'd like to watch. And yeah, like, sounds good, man. Yeah, exactly. Like what would be the flaws, what they do and you know, as well, if you're, if you're famous and you're a superhero and you're making money, you're going to get into drugs. You're going to get into trouble. You're going to do that. And they show they show everything, dude. It's At one point, they show this, like, large penis that extends, dude. It was It's, like, it, it gets that crazy. It's like a snake <laughs> penis. It's like a snake penis wraps around this dude's neck. And there's this guy that shrinks and he goes into this dude's pee hole. Like, it's just... <laughs> It does wild shit, bro. It's, just just would, to be clear, there like Jason's focusing a lot on penises. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but there are other things that happen in this show. Now, it I mean, sounds like a lot of boobs too. Okay, so it sounds like the, it sounds like the anti-Marvel series, and I'm down. Oh, for that. it is absolutely. Yeah, this is this it, is definitely up your alley. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's it directly takes more of a shit on DC, but as time goes, since Marvel's so popular. They really play into the tropes that Marvel has used and just like completely take a shit on them too. Bro, I love how they made fun of the um, the Kendall Jenner Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Gabby <laughs> <laughs> audibly was like, bro. "No, they didn't. No." And she started laughing. She's like, "I fucking hated her commercial." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I just ended racism," you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. Crazy, dude. With a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, stuff like that, Thomas, that I think you would enjoy. So yeah, that's that's just my take on it so far. Season, uh, the first three seasons, I'd probably give this um, uh, an eight point nine. Yeah, I would strong eight point nine, bro. I was gonna say yeah, eight point eight or eight point like five, but I wouldn't disagree if you said eight point nine. It's some of the best TV I've watched for sure. Uh, there's plenty of good things to see from that season. Overall, I think Carl Urban is just. He used to carry the show, for, in my opinion, in seasons one and two. And in season three, not only did the rest of the cast really bring you in, like uh, Dennis Quaid's son, what's his name? Baby Quaid. Uh, he does a really good job in season three. I think Anthony Starr, that's the guy that plays Homelander, my God, he knocks it out of the park this season. Dude, he... I hate him so much that I love him. Yeah, I think he does a, a, such a great job of us hating him that he that it's it's amazing. He because sometimes you kind of feel for him if you think about it. Yes, yeah. Like, he he didn't grow up as a kid. He was uh, sorry. I'm not going to ruin it for Thomas. So <laughs> he didn't have, yeah, he didn't have a normal life, and you can see it. And his issues of growing up and not having a family really messed him up in the head, and that's why it makes him the way he is. 
and that he just wants people to love him. That's really all he wants because he knows he's a great superhero and he's been told his whole life growing up as a boy, like, you're going to be the main guy. You're going to be the main person. So, yeah, you're going to it's going to get into your head. Now, a lot of the shit that he does is fucked up. And, yeah, we can't like this motherfucker. But sometimes you can feel for him and that's okay. And that's I think that's what makes villains in shows, movies great. If you can relate to them like Thanos, right? People, he wasn't necessarily wrong, you know? I, at, that com- at that Comic-Con I went yeah. to, there was a guy in a Thanos costume. I went up to him. I was like, you were right. <laughs> exactly, dude. Dude, yeah, Killmonger, dude. Like, he has a point. He had, he had, he, there's always, to, to some some villains that do great jobs is because sometimes you agree with them or feel for them and why they're like that. Uh, my favorite character by far is Frenchie. That's, and yeah. the deep. Frenchie and oh, the deep is such a douchebag. He's uh, a douchebag, but, but he's hilarious. Dude. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> funny. He's uh, <laughs> you'll see why, Thomas, if you watch it. Frenchie <laughs> and Kamiko. I'm like, I don't know if you guys ever watched. Uh, I, I think we mentioned this before, but I don't know if you guys ever watched Walking Dead. For me, they very much remind me like there was a big Walking Dead community, Talking Dead, the show, right? Yeah, I remember and Talking all Dead. These, all these fans were really big on making <laughs> sure that Carol and daryl stayed alive like no matter what those two characters can't die right for a long time it was also glenn and all these yeah. other characters <clears throat> that's how i feel, and about I feel Kamiko like and Frenchie. that's exactly i'm like if we if they die i fucking riot dude they're so fucking amazing as characters i yeah. I, I definitely want to see how their story plays out and watching jensen ackles uh he's he's of fame because of he he was in the supernatural show which was pretty popular for what, like 15 years? He does some pretty damn good acting as Soldier Boy in that movie. He's also a very big piece of shit who has some serious, serious problems and needs counseling. Yeah, dude. He definitely does. That's crazy. Uh, But yeah, overall, Thomas, I can't. um, Feel free to text me on your journey and uh, uh, while you're watching it, what parts you like, and uh, I'll I'll get your references. So if if you. I would love to hear your takes on it. Like, why'd you like what you liked, what you didn't? Add so, me into that thread. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna start it this weekend because yeah, I I know it's been a popular show and like the most popular show for for Amazon. So I need to check it out. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, man. I, and again, with the first five minutes, you'll be like, oh shit! All right, cool. This is this is this is what's going on. Let's 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 see. Let's roll. You'll be surprised at at how far that show is willing to go. Because there are new, there are no limits for that show. All right, right on. And then Luigi, you have one for us as far as TV Land goes. Yes, for me, um, I haven't watched it yet. But those of you who are big comic fans, uh, that's probably just a shout out to Jermaine <coughs> and Gabby who tried to start watching it, but we have so much going on right now that we can't really watch a whole lot of TV. But Sandman, the Netflix uh, show Sandman, based on the, what, 20-year run of the comic series, is out on Netflix. If you guys want to see it, it is out. It is there for you to watch. Feel free to let us know what you guys think about it on our on our um, Instagram. Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's the one with the fucking camera on it? Yeah, so far, right. so far right now, it's a 8 out of 10 on IMDb and 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. God damn, it, it's getting mad love. I mean, the co- the comic is supposed to be one of the greatest comics ever made. Neil Gaiman is just supposed to be an amazing writer. 
Uh, and it delves pretty deep into like the supernatural mythology with a lot of deeper meanings into the stories. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely interested if you guys, I don't know, Thomas, if you've watched a lot of animated uh, DC stuff, but Jason, if you watched the death in the family uh, animated DC uh, film, yes, sir. the one that had like a collection of stories, not the full death in the family one that only shows the story of red hood, but there's another one that shows a short version of it. And then it has six other short stories in it. Have you seen that one? Um, I, 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 I can't remember, dude. I'll have to go back and check to see if I have. So, I, I know I've seen a lot of animated, but I can't, I can't remember. Different animation, right? Yeah, all of them have slightly different animation. <clears throat> some of them are the same, uh, but all of them have some slightly different animation. There's one uh, in which there's this guy who kind of doesn't quite appreciate his life. And he gets visited by death and it turns out that he died. And it goes on through this whole story of what his life was and where the mistakes he made were and like going into acceptance. And death in that story is the same death uh, that is from the Neil Gaiman series. It was a a Neil Gaiman. uh, It was one of the comics that Neil Gaiman made, actually. That Mm. episode is supposed to be one of the comics. Now, death shows up as male, female, whatever it may be, uh, because death isn't like death isn't a person right so it just comes out as whatever it wants and in the story it comes out as a woman but i think in the show it's going to be a man okay interesting yeah yeah so just side note out there guys if you want to watch it it's getting good reviews it's got some pretty uh pretty heavy dialogue and you really have to pay attention to some of the meanings behind what they're saying but if that's the kind of show you're into which i definitely am so i'm gonna check it out 